Is your business stuck? Tired of leaving money on the table? This is the Business Growth Hacks Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. If this is your first time listening, you have just started your business growth journey and you will see results in your business. Let's check it out. The commonality in the fact that the sales has changed and the inbound marketing methodology is building trust as brands and only prescribing solutions that make sense for that specific person's needs. Yes. It's not a, here's everything we do and why anymore. I mean, I like to take like Raisin Cane's, for example. It's delicious. And there's one thing on their menu. Yep. Those beautiful tenders. This podcast is not sponsored by. It is not, but it could be. I need a stack of cane sauce. I don't even care if y'all sponsor the podcast. Just sponsor a lunch. (laughs) That'd be cool. Appreciate it. My gosh. So the, the fun thing about this topic is that we could spend hours on it because we've just scratched the surface of the idea that I want to plant in your head, which is sales has changed. Yeah. Sales. And it's probably going to change again. And it's going to continue. And it is, right? It's constantly evolving. This content right now that we're talking about is out of date in a year from now because it's just evolving so rapidly. The methodology is changing. The way we have to go about things change but at the end of the day, I think what stays true is, is the ability to personalize recommendations based on someone's needs. And so I think that you have to, first of all, just own that, you know, f- especially for established companies out there who are saying, man, our sales are just not where they want to be. And we're, we don't know why. And our salespeople are spending way too much time on, you know, uh, initiatives that just don't seem to be generating results. You've got to understand that things have changed. Once you're willing to say, okay, I understand. Then we could dive into a whole nother episode about what do we do next? Top level, just quickly talking about that. A part of that is making sure that your website is set up to start that whole process. If they can go out there and find everything out about your competitor, they better be able to find out everything about you. If they can go see all your competitors' reviews, you better have good star reviews on your on your Google My Business page because they're looking. And at the end of the day, when it's you and your enemy, <laughs> you and your biggest competitor and they've got more reviews, and they've got more resources, and the processings on the website, they're going to go with them purely because the customer, that example, feels informed. So many people are like, I don't want to put my pricing on my website because my competitor is going to know. Again, they already know. Don't think that they don't. Okay, they do. Second of all, I'm going to go with the guy that I can see his pricing. Because when I see no pricing, you know what I think? Oh, they must be so expensive that they're not willing to put their price on their website. But and yeah, I don't know if that's related to musician catalogs. But call for sale price always meant more than ten grand. Yeah, that's right. But call for pricing is more expensive. That's right. So it's. I think that that bothers me. I want to know because most importantly, because it helps me self qualify as a customer. If your product's ten thousand and theirs is five, your product might be the best thing. It could be the a superior product. But if I can't afford it, I say if their budget's only five, you're not getting them, you know, and yes, there's exceptions, financing and blah, blah, blah. I respect that. Right. But again, you've got to let the customer make that decision for themselves. Yeah, you do. I never like it, especially when they try to push financing on me. It's like, nah, don't make that decision for me. You don't know my money. I do. Well, let me make that decision. Like you can do it because we can, we can just finance it. It's like, oh, great. Another $500 a month bill. Awesome. You've really helped me out. No, you've just hurt my cash flow even more than it already was. Yeah, even more than it was. Yeah. So again, I think that that's a good starting place. Make sure your website is optimized and designed to have resources, to 
if you're comfortable putting pricing out there to have pricing, to show reviews, to show case studies, customer journey, like you said, demos. I think demos is the best because people seeing it in action is it speaks for itself. And there's an important part of why video is so important for your business, which that's a whole other podcast episode. But you know, that's why video and social content is important because again, it's showing who you are, what you offer, which is just helping build a case for you. It's helping the customer make their decision that they should go with you. And it also really helps you as a salesperson because when that person finally goes to reach out and they call you, you have all of that historical data of how they've interacted with you. Exactly. And I don't know how many times I've heard, well, I go with this rep instead of this company because this guy likes to play golf and go to this place that I like to go to. This is my people because people buy from people. So business growth hack, two pieces of software I want you guys to know about. HubSpot, which is kind of the gold standard of the inbound marketing world. Everyone has heard of HubSpot. Say, yeah, they are inbound marketing, right? They are the inbound marketing company. And then another tool, which is a little more affordable, and I think it's great for small businesses, and it's a huge favorite of ours here at Beefy, is ActiveCampaign. Both of these tools do a lot of great stuff. There's built-in CRMs for managing your sales pipeline. There's email marketing. There's marketing automation. And most importantly, both of these tools have a little tracking pixel that you can put on the back of your website, and they start to show you the activity and behavior of your users on your website. And that data gets richer once someone opts in to your newsletter. So what do I mean by that? Let's say that you have a great ebook on your website or a great case study on your website about what it is that you offer. They download it. They give you their name, their email address. Now, because they're actually enrolled into our system, I can actually look at all the historical behavior of a website visitor, which back in the day would be like somebody walking into the store and no one getting to talk to them or knowing who they were. All of a sudden, I know exactly who they are. But not only do I know that, I know what they've done on my website. So I can actually set up automations that say, hey, when John visits my pricing page twice, I should call John because John might be interested in buying. He's interested in buying. Or John spent five hours or he's visited this 10 pages on this blog. What does that mean? That's a pain point for him, right? And so what happens is I now have the ability to make personalized recommendations based on his behavior. Well, and it's relational because it's, hey, I've seen that or I've seen that you've been looking at this blog post on, you know, let's just say knowing your numbers or something like that. It's like, could I offer this product to help you with some issues in that area? Or are you having these sort of issues? For example, one of the email templates that we use to send personalized email recommendations, it says something along the lines of, typically, when someone reads this kind of content, they're struggling with X, Y, and Z. Is that something that you guys are struggling with? If so, I'd love to hop on a five-minute call and just see if there's some resources I could point your way. What does that sound like versus let me sell to you? It sounds like, oh, wow, this guy's really willing to help me out. Again, I've got to be willing knowing that, yeah, maybe the sales cycle is a little longer than historically it's been, but at least it's personalized and I built that trust and authority. Well, we've talked about the one and done sales strategy is over. And what we're talking about here is relational sales, relational marketing. That's going to build relationships that last lifetimes. And you know you've seen that because they have Nike shoes for little kids. So the answer here is not the answer. I think the point here, sales has changed, so you better do something about it. John, see you later. Man. We'll see you next week.
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Business Growth Hacks podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. To get more marketing tips and tricks, follow Beefy Marketing on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Beefy Marketing. And to take your business to the next level, check out our website at www.beefymarketing.com.